Talking It Out seeks to better connect our lives and the lives of others to God through the power of discussion. The spiritual pathway is often a crooked line, full of doubts, confusion, and setbacks. We believe that no matter where you are in your journey, you can always take the next step by listening to and discussing the Word. Talking It Out is conducted by those who are far from perfect in their knowledge and understanding of God, but seek to be better connected and inspired by God. Hi, and welcome back to Talking It Out. My name is Russ Philpot, and I'm here with my co-host, Ann Silvis. And Hey, I'm here. Yeah, I was hoping for something like a, was Oh, I don't know that I can channel that right now. We're recording in the morning, and we were just talking about how we're better in the evening. I, I feel like the, the, the words and the ideas and the wisdom, my ultimate wisdom, just flow better. I think you'll be surprised. Okay. Yeah, I'm, you'll get, I'm, you'll I'm get in the groove here. I shouldn't be negative. I should come out with positivity, right? No, no, no. I think you're you're wise to be pretty pessimistic about. <laughs> <laughs> Considering that, what else? We had a little, a few snafus this morning. Oh, not just this morning, but um, this week. This is actually the second time that we're recording these episodes. Yeah. Because um, I thought that I had all the technology in place and all the stuff that seemed to work the last time did not work. It gave us all the appearances that it was working. It looked like it was going to work. Yes. But it did not. It did not. Yeah. So we got we got all everything wrapped up and we kind of powered through. It was kind of a rough like we we was very disjointed, but we we powered through. We got it all done and then Ann goes to listen to the final audio and it was empty. Zilcho. So three out of four things did not record, but one did. Makes no sense. Anyway, here we are. We're back. We are episode 3 and we're still looking at Jonathan Evans, Your Time Is Now series, um, video series, sermon series. Um, and this one is entitled Look. And so that's why Ann was saying it looked like it was going to work, although it did not. But he has a slightly different take on some of the aspects of look and how it plays out in, in his series and mm -hmm. in his talk. And Ann, do you mind starting off with the story that he started off with in, um, was it First Samuel? Uh, yes, First Samuel sixteen. So he, uh, Jonathan, begins his video um, talking about, you know, a lot of times we go through life thinking that God doesn't have a plan for you. That um, it's just me, you know, it's just Anne, it's just Russ. He, he that what could he have for me? But uh, the fact is, he did, and and or he does. And so the the story plays out in First Samuel where uh, David is being chosen as a king. So D Samuel's a prophet. And he goes to Jesse, who is David's father, to look for some sons um, because God told him to go find a king. Yeah. So they need a king, uh, somebody to rule and 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 carry out uh, yeah. king stuff. Okay. And then so when, we, yeah, and then when Jesse shows up, David goes and gets the seven sons. Now, when when except, Samuel shows up. Jesse goes and gets his sons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. So Jesse gathers the seven sons, except for his last, his eighth son, David. So David's in the field and he grabs all of his sons who look to be of, of 
worthy of kingship, if yeah. you will. And he leaves David in the field. So Samuel says, "Well, um, these these seven sons that you brought out, they're not they're not it. They're, it's just it ain't happening." So, do you have more? And so Jesse goes and gets his son David, and as the story goes, David eventually becomes king. But David is small. That's the story of David. He's he's small and doesn't have a big stature, so does not appear to be or look like a mighty king. Yeah. So even his own father, probably siblings, had overlooked David, and did, he wasn't even in the initial consideration. Nah. And so Jonathan was saying that, like, God doesn't care about that. Yeah. God wanted David, and God wanted David because of his heart. Right. And that was the look. Like, he, you know, that, that, that was, he wasn't dressed and or of the certain stature, but what was in his heart was that which was important. And what did you say earlier? What's in the heart is, or what's in the, Mine is in the what? Where is? Oh, it? where? What's in the heart? And and Jonathan says this too. He goes, "What's in the heart? As as the heart goes, the body follows." Right, right. And so that was that. That was the big, the, the big decision point. That was the big uh, quality quality that he had. Yeah, was, was that heart after God? Yeah. Um, and we talked about this before. Yeah. What does it mean to have a heart for God? Because. A lot of times, I think some of those things sometimes get a little bit cliche or, or in, in the church will say things. But if you're not kind of versed, so we're not super well versed. Right. Um, but the we, we say things and don't really, realize, you know, kind of dig into it a little bit deeper to really understand what that means for, for somebody. Um, and basically, David loved doing what God wanted him to do. He's yeah. like, yep, let's do it. Yep. And he, he smiled and did what, you know, he he worked, did God's work willingly and happily. Well, and I think that's something there too. It's one thing to do, to obey or go through the motions, mm -hmm. but wow, that says something when it's like he loved to do God's will Yeah. and he had a heart after God, like his whole heart was, was in that. And that's what God was looking for. And I think sometimes it's like this, my first reactions to this was like, because Jonathan is talking about like, maybe you don't think that God sees you that way or doesn't have a plan for you. Maybe you think you're too damaged or you haven't lived the right life or um, it, you, you haven't been what you needed to be that God can use you. And then sometimes God is like, no, you're exactly the person that we that I need to do this. Yeah, yeah. You were specifically created, uniquely created and qualified to do what I'm wanting you to do. And I know sometimes that like, when I feel a nudge, I don't know if that's- The God wink. I was thinking about the God wink. Remember you yes, said that Yes, I talked too. about that. And that's, it's a book that. called God Winks. And it's like looking at little coincidences or little ways that doors open mm -hmm. that never should have opened, but it's kind of God's kind of little nudge or wink to say, Hey, this, the, here, here's a path opening for you. Yeah. Or you didn't really construct that opening. Yes. Yeah. And, right. But, but then you were obedient to that. So you said obedience earlier and I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a, a really good question here. Okay. Would you consider yourself obedient in general? 
like on a scale from one to 10, like, yeah, 10, I'm pretty obedient. I follow the rules. I'm like, okay. Or one, like I just, if you tell me it's blue, I'm going to tell you it's purple. It's just. <laughs> okay. So this is weird. Cause I think I'm both. Oh my gosh. I know. And it, it makes no sense. Maybe it's the, the, the paradox of Russ. <laughs> my next book will be called <laughs> yeah. The Paradox of Russ. I think in, in, in most ways, I would say eight out of 10, I'm, I'm very obedient. Okay. You know, except for when I'm, you know, following the speed limit and I'm obedient, but then I'm like, yeah, I can go five over. Yeah. Oh, if five's nothing. <laughs> That's what I I know, but it's still it's still it's still beyond. So I you know I mostly follow that rule. Yeah. But I do have this part of me that will like if somebody is telling me what to do or ordering me around, there is this very rebellious, dig your heels in kind of, and it's very passive aggressive. So I don't I don't like to be openly aggressive. Um, I, I can be. I, I have I'm, I have that ability to be pushed. Please don't find that today and, okay okay but there there is a part of me if someone's telling me what to do i'm like uh i don't think so so like when mandy asked you to do the dishes that's a big argument at our house oh really no i don't have a problem doing the dishes you should talk to harry my husband okay <laughs> he'll be harry, like he'll if be you're like, listening <laughs> russ is a dish man no, but Harry would be like, Russ, you're thinking about this all wrong. And yeah. then he would lay out something oh, that really would. makes sense. Oh and I'd God. be like, you know. You know that you're right. Yeah, Harry's got, a, got a great dishes. point there. That's abuse. <laughs> <laughs> but why were you asking about obedience? Um, just because, you know, David uh, has that heart to be obedient to God. and But like happily, it's not just like going through the yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And so like I think you, you get that. like, And I'll – as uh, rewind <laughs> as I often think about my kids. Okay. Yeah. Like they're a level of obedience, you know, it's a struggle. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I'm wishing for my kids to be obedient and do what I ask them and do it happily and yeah. do it diligently. That's a word in our house, diligent. Okay. Yeah. And so, so many times that, that relationship can then be shifted to me and God. Like God asked me to uh, do something. How diligent and happy was I to do that? Or did I gripe and complain? Yeah. And so how frustrated <laughs> must he be to, to, if I was, you know, if I dug those heels in, like you so aptly say, <laughs> and, um, and not do the thing that I was supposed to do. So... Well, I feel that too. And it's like, and, and I know in this story that Jesse doesn't see David as a king. Yeah. But I know sometimes if I'm being nudged by God, yeah, that I'll, I'll start to look over both shoulders to say, you're talking to me. Yeah. Who me? Yeah. You really want me to do this? Yeah. And am I qualified to do that? Am I good enough to do that? And those are those are doubts that have really been hitting me lately, and they're strong. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't know. Sometimes I have to talk it out with other talking it out. Sometimes I have to <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding. No plug there. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm when I'm talking it out with other people, then they're saying, "Well, why wouldn't it be you, Russ? Yeah. Why aren't yeah. you qualified?" 
and at different times that you've asked me to do things. You asked first about being involved with, with things. But that was a behind the scenes kind of thing when we it went was. to live streaming the service because of COVID and, you know, no one was coming to the church. So I was like, oh, I can go help push buttons. Yes. And then Ann says, oh, we're gonna, let's do this before the service where we actually get on and do a Facebook Live. Yeah. And we'll talk to the congregation or introduce some of the concepts or the sermon or announcements of the church as a way to keep things involved. And, yeah. and I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. As you were shaking in your pants, like, what? Yeah. So internally, it, there was a lot of rattling going on there. And you didn't show that though. That's funny because you were actually more, much more diligent. So, but I didn't see that necessarily as God's work. I was like, "Hey, that sounds cool." Yeah, but that might be fun. When I first posed us to, you know, just be more in front and <coughs> and things, everybody kind of uh, of the staff kind of looked at me like, mm, "Yeah, that's cool." And so I also had to take a leap to see, "Oh, am uh. I the person?" So I had to look at, I, you know, I yeah. as well. So kind of coming back to the point of this, this message was, you know, you don't, you don't think God has a plan for you, but, but he does yeah. and see yourself. He sees you, yeah. you know, give yourself that credit and to see yourself. So when I kind of first thought of, so again, we're coming from uh, West Virginia IA mm -hmm. is a real state. <laughs> um South Parkersburg Baptist Church in West Virginia, Parkersburg, West Virginia. And um, so this is kind of part of a uh, of an initiative to to get folks more involved in, in talking it out and studying yeah. the word. So um, and, and so we've done a few things that it kind of like, well, can somebody get up in front of people and, and talk on Facebook or else talk on this? And every time I suggest it, they're like, yeah, that's a great idea. And that someone, I'm like, um, okay, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll do the first, and then, it, but it precipitated in something that Russ and I have found as a real ministry. Yeah. Um, and. But we, I don't see us. myself as a minister. No, no, but God, David might not have seen himself as a king in the, in yeah. the as in the field of sheep, in the sheep field, yeah. in the field of sheep. Yeah. Yeah. Let's shift because um, cause Jonathan does talk about uh, another part there and he talks about the look or the clothing. No, he doesn't say clothing or God doesn't say he does clothing. Not, and neither does Jonathan in this reference, which we, we kind of struggled because one of yes. his statements was he kind of made a a, 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 a a sharp shift. Okay. So yeah. Um, God cares how you dress. And yes. but then right after that, you know what people care about uh, and God cares about by watching what they do. Yeah. So it wasn't anything about clothes. It was our, he used the word outfit. Yeah. Cultural outfit. Which, versus, well, yeah. 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 Versus, versus God's calling. And so Ann and I kind of struggled through this and it was something we had to kind of talk out, but I think it's something we may have to continue talking out because yeah. I don't think we have a firm, firm grasp on this, but as, as we're starting to understand it, and I love what you said about, you know, when, and, and Jonathan gives the examples of you can tell somebody's heart 
for for a certain thing as you watch how they interact. So he said, right. you can tell how, how, how much someone loves watching football by the way that you see them watching football. Yes. You can see their love for it. Yes. Um, you can tell if they love their spouse because of how they are when they're with their spouse right. and the love that they have for them. And so it's like, yes, the God's looking at the dress. How did you say that again? The dress. He, said he he God cares how you dress. Yeah. And but it's really about your heart and how you approach God's calling. Yeah. So think of it like this. It's it's like he it's the outfit that you put on. Uh, yeah. Okay. And a lot of times we miss God's blessing because we're putting on a cultural outfit. Yeah. What was his his, his exact word? Um, oh, we want. He said we want God's calling without giving up our cultural outfit. So that cultural outfit, basically, versus a ready. Like I'm ready. I look ready to to listen to God and and, and carry out God's will and and do what I I need to do. Yeah. Okay. And that came from the heart. But my outward appearance and my outfit, quote unquote, not necessarily my clothes, are what is like showing folks that I'm ready to go. Yeah. You know, we talked about that. Yeah. The, the poor guy is a, is a Dallas Cowboys, not just fan, but the chaplain for the right. Good, wonderful, blessed. Yeah, one, good. Uh, yeah, but good the Dallas him. Cowboys, if you guys don't know, we're both, uh, well, not. We we both are transfers, <laughs> yeah, to the West Virginia state from the from Pennsylvania from Pittsburgh. So, yeah, we have we have some. We have other allegiances when it comes to football. Do so when he Steelers. had the Dallas Cowboys. We were we were a little bit amiss, but anyways, yeah, um, you wouldn't show up to a game without your uniform on, right? All right, and so like, or the wrong uniform on, or something that like. You know, in your pajamas, you, you, you change that dress, that outfit, if yeah. you will, to be in a ready, ready to, to, to work, right. ready to play, yes. or ready to do God's work yeah. too. You yeah. know? Um, so what's the uniform for doing God's work? And that's having the heart yeah. for doing oh, God's work. Oh, that's good. You like that? Say that again, Russ. That was so, yeah. And it's like, what's the uniform that we need for doing God's work? If we're showing up to work, how do we show up prepared to do God's work? Dude. Ah, I think we get, I think we got one aspect of this maybe. When I say dude, it means I'm like, yeah. Yeah. There's like fireworks going <laughs> off in my Cause, brain. Because the other thing that, that I was thinking about too is like we, and when he says we want God's calling without giving up our cultural outfit, mm -hmm. I, I thought of that as like our worldly desires. Yes. And a lot of times I think we have one foot in each, in each arena there. And it's like, Oh yes, I want, I want the appearance of doing, being godly, but I still want to hold on to my worldly um, desires and patterns and things of, that are important to the world. The, yeah. Those appearances which God doesn't really care about. God he wants, sees right through it. Yeah. That was what you said too. He yeah. sees right through that. Oh. And that's the real place of vulnerability. Yeah. It's like, what are those things that are in my heart that I don't want to show to other people mm -hmm. that God sees? Mm -hmm. That's a little, that's a whole nother episode. Or what am I showing? Yeah. Right. And or what's coming out from my heart. That's really trying to fit a cultural outfit and not, 
where God wants me. Where, where God wants me. Yeah. Yeah. So I think about like, and I know, I know we got to wrap up here soon, but I think about, okay, what do I do to show up in my uniform for God? You know, so I think about like, maybe I start the day with a prayer, with an intention yeah, to connect with God and to listen to and pay attention to where God is, is leading me, directing me. Yeah. And then maybe how do I how do I stay connected throughout the day? Yeah. And maybe maybe most importantly for me at the end of the day when I get tired. I'm thinking I should tackle that one in the beginning of the day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've heard several um, you know, folks of faith, you know, kind of share how they stay in tune and, and prayer is one of them, obviously. But like, let's I need I need some I need some like tangible kind of what do I pray? They often say, show me something today. Show me somebody today that I can, you know, show me God's blessings today. Show me God's work somewhere so I can, you know, really mm. keep in tune with it or show me somebody that I could minister to or somebody that I can, you know, share my faith with or just some just open up and yeah. say can, can you can you show me something today yeah i love that intention because it's like oh i want to set the template or the expectation yeah for my brain and my body and my eyes and my ears and and, and just to be always in tune and open and looking for that that's something that's probably beyond my own personal comprehension yeah it could be a god wink Yes. I, I love that ever since. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to look up the author and, um, I'd uh, like to read that. yeah, it's, it's a nice book and it's, it's really sweet, but it's powerful too. Cause it's not like it, you know, when you think of a God wink versus a nudge, some people get afraid of like, well, what kind of nudge are you talking about? Like, is he, is he going <laughs> to like, shove. is he going to shove me in some direction? I'm going to be, cause we talked about being out of your comfort zone nah. and, and, and everything, you know, when you're, when you're being pushed in a direction, you're just not used to. And, 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 in God's eyes, you know, what you should do sometimes is like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> but like a wink is like, hey, what do you think? Yeah. So it gives you a little bit of like, it's like a less pressure, but, you know, more. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I like that. I'm going to start using that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you know, one of the other ways that we're always encouraging and, again, uh, of staying connected is by here's our, here's my shameless plug mm -hmm. of talking it out. Yes. Talk it out with other people. How do you connect? How do you deal with this? How, what do you make of these concepts? And I think this is probably our third or fourth discussion on these concepts with this video because it had a lot of different layers and we had to, it was, it took us a while to kind of wrap our yeah. head around this or at least portions of it. Totally. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in today and giving us the opportunity to talk it out. And I hope that this is encouragement for you to talk it out with your friends, your family, your community, your church. And um, we look forward to discussing more topics. So peace out. And in. And all around. Bye, guys. <laughs>